would it be an episode without us having to do a caveat intro? <laughs> it sure wouldn't. Sure wouldn't. Happy Fourth of July. It Hope sure you wouldn't. Use this to remember how antiquated this system is and how long ago we signed the Declaration of Independence. Also, not even how long ago, but do you know how old all those fucks were when they signed it? 18 to 25, all of them. You know, your prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed to 26, 27. So mm -hmm. maybe we can use today to think about how antiquated our systems are because that's the whole theme of this episode. That was a good fun fact. Um, yeah, we were noticeably angry and annoyed in this episode and wanted to come on here really quickly just because, you know, Meadow and I, when we're in those moods, tend to have a million thoughts swirling in our head. And I think it was difficult for us to sort of formulate all of them because obviously we wanted to come on here and vent and like have a moment to provide resources and just like a space for us all to be annoyed together, I think, and upset and, and disheartened together. And then with that sort of trickled into a conversation of Meadows and I's experiences with our own personal bodies, with birth control, which like frankly has nothing to do with abortion access. We had a lot of big ideas for this episode and this episode became processing in real time. And even though we feel like we went in with like an idea of the value we wanted to provide and came out with something completely different, we're airing it anyway, because here's us processing and learning in real time. This episode is not what we thought it was going to be. It sure wasn't. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm like, enjoy, but like, will you? <laughs> I'm sure you will. If you've ever been, you know, curious about birth control or getting on or getting off or have had side effects or weird things, there's tangents in there that I think are helpful. For yeah. Sure. And even, even that said, like we want to do a completely separate episode on birth control because again, birth control has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And so right. we like, I think there were moments in the episode that we were trying to like talk about birth control and then we would realize that it had nothing to do with it and we would stop. So it's like, we didn't even get into that in detail. So yeah, this episode literally is just us processing. Yeah. Okay. But hey, I think I think examples of people processing are good examples anyway. That's what the show's all about. So that's here why it is, you're here. No, we're not huge on it. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> Meadow just told me that we're getting reviews that our podcast is too low. Yeah, I'm, so we're trying something different. If you're on the subway and you couldn't hear us previously, we're so sorry. We're working on it. So let us know if this is better. Yeah, please do because we have quite the episode for you today. <laughs> Boy, do we. Uh, yeah. You want to just, this is our first episode since the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And we have some thoughts, feelings, and concerns to say the least. We do. And you know what's funny and interesting? So the other day I was with a friend and I was saying that Giveon just came out with a new album and he was like, he did. Like, I didn't hear anything about this. I'm like, yeah, you want to know why you didn't hear anything about this? Because it came out the same day On all Friday. of our rights were taken away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was yeah, like, yeah. wow, what a day for a man to drop an album. Like that fucking, that sucks for like Bummer. his publicist and like PR team. And Bummer. even funnier, even funnier, honestly, like I love Giveon, big Giveon stand here, but like really toxic boy. Toxic oh. boy. Oh. And he came out with a song that I can just see. It's called Trying to Be, I think is what it's called. He came out with a song that is, I can just see it being the anthem for toxic men everywhere because it is truly 
just. They don't need one. They have plenty of anthems already. I know. They already have Drake, but they have Drake. They have Future. <laughs> like, these men have gotten too many things this summer. And now this fucking song with Giveon is, like, literally him explaining him cheating on his girlfriend, basically. And being like, so. it's just when I'm on the road, like. There's just so many what options. And like the more famous, the more famous that I get, there's just more girls waiting for me when I get off stage. And like, I just don't know what to do. Like, it's just so hard. Like, mm. and I heard the lyrics and I was like, mm-hmm, every mm-hmm, toxic mm-hmm. man I know is going to be like, yeah, like he literally says a line where he's like, I told her that I'm in love with you, but she's okay being my number two. And I'm like, <laughs> the men that I know that are going to be like, yes, like this just like, fucking explains my life like ugh, like i'll just oh, be God. over here listening to kendrick talk about eckhart tolle over and over and over again because i will still never i talked about this on tiktok but i'll never get over it so i this is why i don't know who Giveon is because absolutely not absolutely no thank he you. makes great music though and he has a great voice and it's he's kendrick makes better music i mean listen oh my god i got a haircut they cut like five inches off my hair i love it I think you look Thank like you. You I, it's growing on me. I really, I really had a meltdown the first day, and now I'm now I'm like into it. That's how every haircut is. Sure. Yeah. 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 I no, mean, you're right. I mean, anyway. that's how every haircut is for me. Yeah. I just had to go into that sidebar, and I had to give that little give on unpacking because I was like, "That's just too funny. It's just too funny." I'll listen to it. Everyone, listen to that, and then go listen to New Kendrick to just balance that shit out for yourself. And like, if you see a man post that song on their story, <laughs> run. <laughs> Ask me if I've seen that because I sure have. <laughs> you want to just jump into like our thesis statement and why we wanted to do this? Yeah. I want the people to see our mugs really quickly. Oh, okay. It's because very indicative of how we feel today. Cheer up, fucker. I'm not always a bitch. Just kidding. Go fuck yourself. I've had this mug for way too many years. And she bitch. bought it for herself. Oh, I sure did. I think I was like in high school <laughs> or college. I don't know. Either way, I was too old to be purchasing uh, that. <laughs> I love it. And then That's I like, like low-key like, your trying... millennial side. You know? And then I'm like sitting on this podcast <laughs> trying to prove that I'm like a nice person and my mugs are literally telling people to go fuck themselves. Like, yeah. Yeah, same. All right, take it away, Range. sister. Hmm. Okay, basically. Range. If it's not abundantly clear already, Gabby and I firmly believe that abortion is every person who is going through a pregnancy's right to determine what they'd like to do with. And as in a country that's not supposed to be ruled by religion, you're all welcome to believe whatever you'd like to believe. I'm not going to fucking like do whatever you want with your body, but let people make the choice to do what they want with their bodies. Separation of church. Very, very, very simple. Very, very simple. We live in this country. However, now that our reality is a little bit different, and although Gabby and I live in states where we could still get abortions if we wanted to, we realize not everyone does. So we wanted to talk through a little bit about what other options for taking control of your reproductive health are through the lens of like our experiences. So kind of like what options we know, what our experiences have been with all of them, and like just trying to give you different tools to empower yourself if abortions are harder for you to find or get to now. Not like people are using that as their go-to option, but just to just bring up this conversation and like give everyone tools of empowerment. I mean, I don't even think I need to say it on here because I think the people listening to this podcast are probably in agreement with us. But right. I that's that's a funny little misconception, anti-choice 
people love to throw out is the adoptions, the, the, the kinder option. Like no one wants to get, no one's like, you know what I'm going to do today for fun. I'm going to get an abortion. Like no one, no one thinks that way. No one really it's does. It's the fucking hardest shit to go through. No one, no one uses abortion as birth control. Like that's just, no. that's just not what it is. And right. by the way, adoption isn't the kinder option because none of those kids are actually getting adopted. So. And take it from someone that has an adopted sister, like what happens to get there and how you go through it and, and issues come like there's so much behind adoption and like we need there's so many kids that need to be adopted and need to be rescued from the fucking foster care system right now. Like we don't need to be. Yeah, I just whatever. If, yeah, whatever. yeah, if you are not funneling all of your money into the foster care system, I don't want you to I don't ever want to hear you say that adoption is the kinder option. Right. Just so you know. Anyway, this wasn't for us to defend our own position. Once again, we are just here to give resources and tools. First of all, if you do need an abortion, there's still options like Plan Mm -hmm. C pills, Planned Parenthood. Like we linked in our last episode a bunch of resources and we'll link them again. But let's talk about other birth control options and other ways we can take control of our reproductive rights. Because as two girls that were on birth control for a long ass fucking time, we have some shit to say about it. But so, like in general, other options like things we're going to be talking about today birth control you know that one temperature tracking one i wrote that down just to bring it up but i know nothing about it you can track it. your ovulation that way right but is it, so it's ovulation and then also you can use that as like you just don't have sex during those 3 days when your temperature is higher is that the rule or is it 24 hours i don't know it the rules exactly because i don't use it because my ovulation is not um uh, i don't always ovulate when i'm supposed to be ovulating thank you so much pcos so yeah. I don't use an ovulation tracker. I'm trying to get my hormones to a place where I can. So I'm, I don't feel comfortable sharing the rules. So read the box, but right. there are those thermometers. Um, but it's just, oh, hold on. Before we even get into those things, there's like, there's just so many misconceptions and misinformation that, mm. and things that we're just not taught in school. Like the fact that you oh, literally nothing. can only get pregnant when you're ovulating mm-hmm. is not a fact that people know. No. Even the fact that abortion is still legal in this country is not a fact that everyone knows, right? Because like you just mm-hmm. see that it's overturned and you're like, oh, I can't. My options are done, which is can be dangerous because then it might resort to unsafe options. And unfortunately, while that might be the reality for a lot of people, there are still options. There's a lot of great resources that if you're in a state where abortion is no longer legal, they can help get you to a state and provide mm-hmm. funds and facilitate just like administrative logistical things to get you there. Like if you need childcare, et cetera, et cetera, place to say. Those were just two points that I was thinking about now when we were talking is like just the lack of education that's really just around all of this. And I mean, even, I mean, I've said this to you so many times off camera, like I went to private school my whole life and until I was 24 years old, I didn't understand the way that my body worked and I still am figuring it out. I, I, I'm going to bring it up later in this episode, but the podcast, the Pia Baroncini's podcast, everything is the best. Mm-hmm. She had Alyssa Vitti, this doctor that we're going to be talking about later on. And I don't I know if that- Alyssa's a doctor. Okay. Maybe she's not a doctor. Okay. But I love her. Good but, distinction. Yeah. I don't think she is. Cause I just looked at her name on the book and it doesn't say doctor. So maybe she's not a doctor researcher or whatever, but that episode came out like what, three years ago. And I literally sobbed just Never knew when any of this shit you, about my health. Yeah. Because I just read Elizabeth's book and then Pia right. had her on and I freaked out because Elizabeth's book, we'll get into all of it, is like why I got off birth control in the flow. This whole thing changed my life. 
it really. changed all our lives. But you know, what's funny is I kind of intuitively did this protocol before I knew what this was. But anyway, let's, let's maybe let's go top to tail. Yeah. Let's start with birth control. Let's just talk about the birth control pills. Shall we? Today's an outline kind of day team. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sorry. If we're looking around, we had to outline our thoughts because we could talk about this for far too long and go on way too many tangents. Do you want to start with your experience on birth control? I know Gabby also has an entire YouTube video about it, so we'll link it, but give us a cute little summary. So I recorded that YouTube video a couple years ago. No, like a year ago. So it's far different now. Yeah. Far different now. Um, I used to pretend to have a YouTube channel. Don't anymore. Might get into it again. Who really knows? No, we'll do it later when we have more time. We're working. We're just doing this right now. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I have a video about my experience getting off the pill. And here's my thoughts with the birth control pills. I think that they're an incredible option because right now we live in a country where shit is really elitist. There's a lot of resource resource deserts. Mm -hmm. And for a teenage girl or even a woman of whatever age who doesn't want to get pregnant, if that is her only option of not having a child because not using protection. She doesn't track her thing. Whatever. If that is her only option, is that the option that she chooses? That is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I just want to have that caveat before I go off onto my personal experience with birth control because it is a fantastic option. If that is what you are choosing to get on, fully support it. It should be completely accessible. Frankly, it should be fucking free. And both of us have been there. Both mm-hmm. of us chose to get on mm-hmm. at one point because we need that option too. Fucking feel it. And while I feel that. I also feel that with getting on the pill, we should be given all of the information because Mm -hmm. oftentimes, and this happens in medicine and any sort of, any sort of part of medicine, this happens, our ability to actually make the best informed decision for ourselves and for our body is kind of taken away and removed because we're just, doctors don't always feel the need to inform us. A lot of times there's the, I'm the doctor, you're the patient, don't, don't question me attitude. And I feel like my experience with a lot of gynecologists, that's been the case. And that was the case when I got mm-hmm. on birth control was I was told I had PCOS when I was 16 and I was told this is the option. There's no cure. You're never going to cure your PCOS, which is by the way, not true. I have friends who have fully cured their PCOS through different means, but this is the bandaid to put on it. It's the only thing that's going to regulate your symptoms. You have to do it. So obviously I said, yes, with that, I did not. I was not given all of the side effects. I wasn't given how it actually was going to impact me. I wasn't given that, by the way, there are fucking ways to naturally hear, heal your PCOS. And even if you're doing it naturally or you're doing it with certain hormones mm-hmm. that are like localized, which is things that I'm doing now. So I just think that if you're getting on the pill, it's a great option. I just wish that we were given all of the information so that women could actually make the choice of knowing what's happening to their bodies and knowing what's getting put into their bodies. And sorry, this is a long tangent. This is my issue with, you guys know Meadow and I are both very holistic people and we lean holistic, but we also love the combination of, you know, we have a nice I combo of Western. Western, Eastern and, medicine. Yeah, we love the combo love of both. Like I'm, I'm fully getting an epidural and giving birth in a hospital. Like I love Western medicine. Yeah. But sure. I also love Eastern. Exactly. And there's problems with both. Right. So while you know that we love those two options, my, the issue that I take with people who lean solely holistic and that's, that's not everyone, I'm not generalizing, but I've been seeing so much fucking shit on social media lately, especially after everything that happened 
about the way that women take care of their bodies and being like, if you think that being on birth control, like, like just such horrible things about birth control and listen, birth control pills fuck with your hormones. They fuck with your sex mm-hmm. drive. They fuck with your body. They can fuck with your fertility. They can your fuck mental with like, health. your mental health. They can fuck with your hair growth. Like they just, they fuck with a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, this is why I think we need to be given the facts. So you can actually fucking opt in and make a choice. that's good for you. That said, it is so fucking elitist for people to believe that just because it has these bad side effects, that that's it's, the it's, bad option and no one should ever option. do it. Because it's so there stupid. are fucking places in the world where people don't have fucking access to your fucking $60 herbs that you're taking every day to fucking regulate your hormones. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, these same fucking people have been posting things that infuriate me about access to abortions being like, if you think the government is taking away your right to an abortion, like you're a sheep, like you're just these sheep that follow like, and yes, yes. To the point of, like I just said, thank God that there are these companies and these nonprofits that will help fund you and get you to a state where you can get one safely. So no, the government does not have the fucking right to tell you what to do with their body as much as they're trying to do so. But My issue with all of these people (laughs) that post these things is that it is from such an elitist standpoint and such, they're sitting on their privilege throne because they're like, women from the beginning of time have been giving themselves natural abortions. And if you think that the fucking government is taking it, and I'm like, okay, for a second, let's just pretend that your fucking abortion in the woods story with all your herbs works. Let's just pretend. Okay. Because I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if it's done safely, maybe there's natural ways to do it. Who knows? Let's just pretend that it works. Uh, what happens with an ectopic pregnancy? What happens when she's miscarrying and the baby won't fully miscarry? So she's mm-hmm. fucking bleeding out. Mm-hmm. What happens when What she happens makes- to anyone in an unsafe situation that's having sex against their will that mm-hmm. wants to protect themselves from having to carry someone else's life when they're being sexually abused? No, no, no. But I'm not even talking about that because I'm these people are saying that but if that's all what of I, the, but no, but, these, but these people are saying that if that happens to you, you can still go get give yourself an abortion. That's what I'm when you're homeless. You. When you're homeless, you can because you have saying. access to those resources. Exactly. That's interesting. That's interesting. So interesting. So this mm-hmm. is what fucking infuriates me about that perspective. Yeah. Is like okay, just keep sitting on like your throne of lies and like your fucking throne of just elite judgment, judgment, fucking, what is the word that keeps escaping my brain? Cause I can't speak English today. Privilege. Yes. Thank you. It pisses me off so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off. Cause yes, we can sit here and be like, mm, we're so holistic. Mm, we're not on birth control. We are doing all these things, which you and I do. But like, guess what, bitch? Cause we have fucking access to do it. So I'm not going to tell a woman to not fucking put hormones in her body or to go get an abortion the natural way because she doesn't have fucking access to do so. Period. Tangent over. Sorry. No, I completely agree. I would listen. I was on birth control for (sighs) over 10 years. I, in eighth grade, got my period in sixth grade, star testing week. Anyone remember that in California? Got my period in eighth grade or sixth grade in eighth grade was having cramps so badly that I was like crying in my mom's bed. And my aunt, who's a psychiatrist, was like, you know, you can just go on the pill. And I was like, oh, can I? Boom. The second I got on the pill, I started having sex. It was 
awesome. <laughs> but then I was on the pill. It was awesome. Thank you so much. But yeah, same thing. I was told nothing about it. I was told nothing about side effects. I was told I could skip all sugar pills and just keep pumping hormones and never get a period if I didn't want to. So I did that for like 12 years. And I cycled on every different level of hormones. I cycled on every different, um, what's it called? When, like when, when branded pills get like mainstream generic and they keep generic. I have so many different generic brands that they just keep cycling you through. And then I decided to go off it after my abusive relationship, because I was like, my body doesn't feel good. I've been depressed for years. I keep switching meds. And as I was switching meds, I was Mm -hmm. having different side effects. And after, you know, coming out on the other side, I was like, oh, like my body is the happiest it's ever been. My brain is more clear. Like my personality is a fucking 12 when it used to be like a four. Like I, it, it just changed my entire life and made my body feel so much better. So it just ended up being right for me. But there was years and years in there from high school to college that like, thank fucking God I was on it. And it was helpful. I knew no other choices. Like it's what I needed. It's it, times I had sexual experiences that like were not completely... I was not completely consenting to, and thank God I was on that for that. Like I, I will never, ever tell someone that they shouldn't be on it if, if it's working for you and if it's what you want and what you have. However, if it's not working for you and you've gone through some fi- side effects, so have Gabby and I, and let's tell you about our process of getting off of it because my God, do we feel so much better now? And there's also a lot of research and a lot of different other ways that you can not get pregnant if you have the access and means to kind of go through protocols like this, that can be abundantly helpful. And I do think that's a lot of our listeners. So I, I want to talk through what that looks like. Actually, before we move into all that, I do have a couple more caveats to say about birth control. One, uh, Johnny Harris is one of my favorite YouTubers. He's like a really cool journalist on YouTube. And after the Roe v. Wade undoing, uh, he came out with a video called why isn't there any male birth control? Which is an awesome watch. I'll link it in the description. It's actually because birth control in and of itself is an, Loki, the founder of Planned Parenthood, is so grounded in racism and eugenics. It's absolutely horrific. And like the first birth control pills were all tested on women in Puerto Rico that were either told you're getting a mandatory hysterectomy or you can try these pills. And the side effects were horrific. And we did it anyway. And now anytime, oh yeah. And now anytime there's trials for male birth control, the side effects are deemed like too risky or too inappropriate to do by an IRB board or whatever so that they don't continue the research. And they're like minimal compared to what black and brown women have been tested and going through forever. So right, 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 right. there's a lot to unpack about birth control in general anyway, which is really fucking sad. Like we don't want to be the ones to tell you that. And Johnny, when he talks about it says, reiterates everything we say of like, it's an amazing tool for people that need it, but like also here's the fucking facts about it as well. So mm-hmm. I really encourage everyone to listen to that. Now, speaking of women being used as guinea pigs in research, let's talk about women being left out of research because everything that's ever promoted to make us healthy, nice, happy, fucking women in this world, like intermittent fasting, keto, paleo hit, all this shit is literally only tested on men or women out of their reproductive years of life. Any like person with female hormones and reproductive hormones is not being included in any of this research. So we are just like, okay, pause because that is from Alyssa Vitti's book, which was published. I don't know what year. So from that year, we don't know necessarily what's going on. I yes. I doubt yeah, I doubt absolutely. it. I doubt it. We do not know. And just a lot of I mean it's not to say every single piece of research ever cuz like how could we know that? But I I the only reason I bring this up is to kind of give context to my own experience. So I was on birth control forever. 
I was in college and college, I like absolutely had orthorexia, which means you're so obsessed with clean eating and working out and like a Mm. clean lifestyle that it becomes like OCD obsessive and unhealthy. And I did that for a while. My weights always fucking fluctuated. And like people used to make fun of me when I was in with my high school sweetheart because I was bigger than him. And like, that's always been like a insecurity, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it goes on and on. Anyway, I would just like do these things that I was told by media who's citing these studies over and over that I thought I was being healthy and informed and empowered about my body and like trying to work out all the time and trying to do intermittent fasting. So my cells go into atrophy in a good way. And but what I, like, I thought I was being given access and information and resources. And I did all these things to change my body and my weight would fluctuate. I was always a little bit chubby. I couldn't figure it out. Or I was like being so obsessed with being clean. I wasn't happy and like healthy emotionally and mentally. And right. It honestly was right when I started working that job in San Diego, where I met Aaron at, I think that probably had a lot to do with it was I had been off birth control for a little bit and I met Aaron and I was like, just happy with him. And I remember our whole coworkers were like going to do like a whole, whole 30 thing. And we're doing intermittent fasting and all that jazz. And Bitch, I, I was a whole 30 ho. Yeah. And I did it for them for a little bit. And I, I was like, I just don't feel good, whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to stop. Like, I don't want to do any of this. I'm just going to stop. And I was just like happy in love, eating whatever I wanted, like not working out as much. Like I, I'm talking like a fucking eighth of the amount of the time that I used to be working mm-hmm. out. Like, and every time I saw those coworkers again, cause like it, it was right when we, our program got defunded by the government because they don't believe in mental health issues either. Mm-hmm. I was just, she was like, why do you look so good? I was radiant. My skin was glowing. I was dropping weight. I was looking toned. I was looking cute, like really rapidly, really quickly by doing absolutely nothing because my fucking body needed a break Yeah, and I just needed to be nice to it. And the second I was just nice to it and gave myself like more grace emotionally, energetically, fucking physically because of a little bit of the background that we'll get into just to explain the science behind why this happens. Like I, it changed my mental health, it changed my physical health. It changed everything for me. I mean, same. You know that I had a very similar experience to that too. We're like, I mean, I was on it for eight years. Same vibe as you. We're like obsessive with eating really, really clean. I would get really, especially in college, I was really obsessed. I mean, yeah. definitely had like stints of like just not eating in high school yeah. period um, and just disordered eating and things like that in high school and then in college it was very obsessive with like clean eating because at that point I could control what I was eating exactly mm-hmm. in the dorm mine first started mm-hmm. in the dorms yep um and inter- big intermittent faster mm-hmm. big whole 30 bitch I never big did whole 30 soul cycle girl I was like Ooh, four I never times a week soul cycle everything I was blog a since 2012 in my own living room fucking doing burpees all the time I don't know I was a fucking soul cycle hoe And I wasn't eating enough and I, you know, going to these crazy workouts, but yeah, it wasn't until I read and basically I just didn't understand like why my body felt so inflamed. I felt like, I felt like I just looked like a little boy. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But like with tits, Mm -hmm. like I had Mm -hmm. really, my boobs were huge when I was on Mm -hmm. birth control, but I just like, oh my gosh, mine were, I remember in eighth grade getting big boobs right when I went on it. And then immediately they got small again. And ever since I've been non-existent now, I'll never forget the summer I went on it. I went on it summer going into junior year of high school. And I came back to school and everyone was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I grew two cup sizes in two months. Yeah. I think I grew one in like uh, two months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got such bad stretch marks from it. Anywho. Oh my gosh. Wait. Also, sorry. I'm just having PTSD to also when I first got on birth control, I had my period for 35 days straight. I was one of those lucky gals that happened to me twice. So 
just fun memories. Spot. Yeah, I used to spot a lot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, basically, fast forward through college, fast forward through me working in New York, um, where also my body just <laughs> took a rapid turn. I mean, you were <laughs> real fucking thin. You were um, on fight or flight in New York all the time. No, literally, I remember I came for Christmas seven. and my aunt was like, why are you so skinny? Like, are you not eating? And I was like, honestly, I just, I'm so stressed. I don't eat because I don't have time yeah. and I can't think about it. Any whoms. Um, normal. <laughs> that was fun. Also, I'd like go to fashion events and they'd be like, here's a sample size that you need it, to that's do. That's exactly. That's exactly what I was like, yes, so. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, anyway, pandemic hits. I start reading Alyssa Bitty's book that my friend told me to read. And I'm like having all these like, oh my fucking God, aha moments where the, the mm-hmm. shit about intermittent fasting. And I was like, wow, I've been intermittent fasting for a year. The shit about like different workouts. Because basically Alyssa Bitty's book also really focuses on people with PCOS and like endometriosis and all those sort of things. Or any other, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of issues. And I also, by the issues. way, I talk about it in the YouTube video about birth control and my PCOS experience. Everyone's PCOS and everyone's like endometriosis is so fucking different. And me mm-hmm. doing holistic shit and working now with a gynecologist who is you know, a Western doctor, but leans, um, towards holistic approaches and preventative. Yes. Pre- thank you. Care. Preventative care. Mm-hmm. Um, she's allowed me to sort of figure out my PCOS in, in our own way and, and heal it in our own way. But that said, some people might have PCOS not work that is way more yeah. gnarly than mine and it's not working and you know, whatever. So keep that in mind. Um, and work with the doctor, please. Good caveat. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I just hate like, I follow someone who has endometriosis and every time she posts about it, like people are just throwing so many like tips at her and she's like, fuck you. Like I've tried all of this, like leave me alone. So I just wanted to have that caveat. But anyway, I got off birth control for my personal reasons of it was giving me mad mental health brain fog. I felt like I was just like living on numb all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what my body was actually supposed to look like because I got my period when I was like 15 and then I got on the pill when I was 16. So I never really puberty never fully hit. I didn't know what my body was supposed to look like. I didn't know what my mind was supposed to feel like. My sex drive was super low. It was really fucking hard for me to like get wet. And I'm like in my early twenties, like what's going on? Um, which by the way, every time I talked about it with a doctor, they'd be like, well, that's the pill. I don't just tell you, do you want an IUD? Like that? You know what I mean? It was same. That was always the conversation of like, you just gotta Mm -hmm. deal with it. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I got off it. Elizabeth's book has a lot of stuff to help you wean off of it again with access because like these supplements are fucking expensive and you have to have the time and patience to fucking do it and not be working a job with a bunch of children waiting for you at home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do we want to talk about like what happened after not yet because i can talk about that well i just want to i do but i want to just give a little bit of context so basically we all know that we have a biological clock as humans called our circadian rhythm and that's how we know that like we wake up in the morning and need vitamin d and it helps us produce our own melatonin and go to sleep at night. And sleep is so important for our health. And there's countless studies about it. What's not taught to us in school is that from your first period to your last period, any person with female hormones is also experiencing a second biological clock. And that's called infradian. And that also doesn't just manage your periods. It manages your brain, your metabolism, your immune system, your stress response, your microbiome, and the entire reproductive system, which is menstruation, fertility, and sex drive. Fucking her. So it's bitch. kind of important. Like it's kind of important. It's interesting important. that we were never fucking taught about it because I when know. I learned that, I cried. Me too. I learned it at 24 years old. That's why I uh-huh. said private school my whole life. Didn't learn about any of this. Super fucking fun. So basically yeah. everything in our life, like all of our fucking like cultural constructs of time 
are based around only one biological clock, the 24-hour one, which is male, when women not only have a 24-hour one, but a 28-day one. And guess what else? That's why, like, why do you think work is from, you know, nine Mm -hmm. to three and then happy hour three to five because men from 5 a.m. start releasing their testosterone while women literally biologically need 20 more minutes of sleep a day for their brain. It's just like so much of our cultural stuff is just based on that. And when you realize like it's not your fault that you can't keep up, you were taught wrong things about your body and here's like ways to be nice to it that can actually help you feel like your best self. It is just absolutely fucking mind blowing to me. The Go fact ahead, that I literally almost threw that book at my ex-boyfriend's head when he wanted to do a 6 a.m. morning challenge with me for a week of waking up every day at 6 a.m. and like working out. And I literally told him to go fuck himself in like seven different ways and handed him the book and was like, um, because he was like, don't be lazy. You're lazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Women are just lazy. And I was like, okay. But I want to talk to me about lazy, especially when she was like holistic. He was like a holistic king over here. I was like, read this, you piece of shit. I will punch you in the mouth. Which, by the way, also with that, my gynecologist just told me this. And again, specific to my PCOS, Alyssa's book has like different workouts and things for different part of your cycle because we have four phases within that. And food and and, like uh, mm -hmm. work stuff and whatever. Yeah. My ex used to make so much fun of me for like, the Pilates that I did being like, Pilates is not a real workout. Like you're not like you're whatever. My doctor last time I saw her like two months ago when I went for my little checkup, she was like, you're not doing a fuckload of cardio, are you? And I was like, no. I mean, I like go on hikes and she was like, Mm -hmm. good. Keep it there. She's like, she goes soul cycle. One of the worst things you could do when you have PCOS. And I go, oh, cool, 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 cool. So glad I was doing it four or five times a week for years is it because it, it puts you in I'll explain to you. is it it okay. yeah it basically spikes your cortisol which in turn spikes Shut your hormone. testosterone mm-hmm. and when you have pcos your testosterone is way out of whack it's already you're, you're producing yeah. way too much already right um so that's why it's actually counterintuitive you're you're not gonna lose weight it you're gonna get like your body's not gonna do what it needs to be doing as a woman um yeah. and so we were talking about that and i was like like, yeah, Pilates is perfect. You need like those lean toning exercises. Like you can't do hit workouts. Yeah. Like blah, 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 blah. And now I just, my guilt when I like, because I had someone else in my life the other day be like, Pilates isn't real. I'm like, come with me. Take come, a oh my God. You want to tell me that Pilates is a fucking beginner class on YouTube. I love taking. Come with me to have Pilates. See what happens. Exactly. Not to, not to totally stereotype or be heteronormative, but I do love I get a sick pleasure taking guy friends to a hot yoga class or do a Pilates video with me because you're just like they, you can watch them fucking bench all day and then they're doing Pilates yeah. with their own weight and they're like <laughs> no literally I go so to much fun I go to hot Pilates and there's always like every now and again there'll be like a guy in the class that you can tell is like a straight man like a straight single yeah. man like he's there solo you can definitely tell he's like scoping out the room in the beginning oh, like yeah who are the hot girls like in the middle of West Hollywood like there's fucking hot people in this class yeah and by the end of the class they're like dropping dead and I'm like yeah checks out it. anyway makes sense go on what was I saying I don't know <laughs> we were talking about our cycles our infradian rhythm the guidebook I just which- I 
I just, I do. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, Gabby and I have, were trying to talk about this episode this morning and we're like struggling with how much we want to say, because there's so many different places we can go with all this information right. and we're not experts on it. Like I'm not, I don't want to be here to be like, listen to everything we say. Like we want textbook. Alyssa on. We want Alisa on to explain it. Like, please read the book yourself and empower yourself. I think the whole point is just to say, like, knowledge is power and like having the right information and like the way media tricks us into thinking what the right information is, the way the government thinks they can trick us into thinking that they have the right to control our bodies. Like, all we want to do with this podcast over and over is just to empower us to really like think critically, see the nuance, question everything, like try new things, learn and grow in real time. And I think that's just why we wanted to just kind of go on a rabbit hole down this today and talk about all these options and just give people empowerment tools that have helped us. Who knows where we're reaching you in your life, if this will help you. Mm -hmm. There's so many other beautiful tools out there. And by no means are we the end all be all access for information, but just from our own experiences, like those are some of the things that really empower us. Those are our experiences with them. And that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of all. We can move into an unpacking if you want. That's kind of all I had to say about this. No, honestly, that was the most beautifully said. Wrap it in a bow thing. Yeah. I feel good with it. Okay. But do you have an unpacking you want to talk about? Mm. How was Anna Maria yesterday? I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're learning them look at us yeah it was it was good I just I like I feel a little bit tired and I don't feel like talking about it but it was good I saw Anna Maria again um she will come on the podcast eventually she gave me good homework oh I love the good homework for me I just yeah. feel my neck is fucking killing me I like can't tilt my head out like what I just did really <gasps> Why don't we just call it a day then? It'll be a shorter episode than usual. But you know what? We have some really good ones oh God, coming. We have really soon. good episodes coming. They're so we have such good guests. There's, we have such good guests coming soon. We also have like more exclusive content out on our Patreon because we're like mm-hmm. slowly but surely pumping that out. So like come over there and hang out with us too. Yeah. Also, it's so such a like smaller community right now. We're like, I'm just waiting for you guys to talk to me on there. Like, please come and talk to me. Meadow's favorite thing is talking to people on yeah. the interwebs. Exactly. She's so good at it too. I tell you every day, I'm like, oh, community management, babe, you're great at it. Thanks. Sometimes I'll see DMs that I just don't have like the mental capacity to answer and I'll like leave them on red on purpose because I'm like, Meadow, please go look at it. You got, oh, you got to, you got to remind me to do that because those are ones I forgot about. Sorry, we read your DMs. It's just sometimes. uh... We divide and conquer all of our, oh my God, I made it. Did I, did I, we even say it since recording? I made us a Twitter, you guys. I made us a Twitter just because my friend Dana, who's an absolute fucking genius. She's coming on the podcast. I was just going to say foreshadowing, uh, <sighs> told me that I need to make a Twitter. So I, I made us a Twitter and it's just going to be all my high mental health thoughts. So everyone go. Yeah. And like some <laughs> fun isms. I don't know. Meadow and I are, listen, not to toot our cons, but like we got some funny one-liners in us. I think we're, we're funny on the internet. I don't know. Just you saying. know, what's, I'm funnier when I'm like in a bad mood because I think it just comes out easier. I think I'm funnier when I'm in a good mood. Wow. Look at that. But that, that kind of explains our, the, my post today about our co-host dynamic. I, I literally, I don't even care if other people think it's funny. I was going through those just I was cackling. I was laughing so like, hard at all of those. Uh, I love them. Our dynamic our is funny. cute. I know. I love you. I love you too. I hope Thanks this for doing this helpful. Me. I know sometimes it was a little all over the place, but Meadow reeled us in. My brain well, is really clearly, hot. 
here today. Yeah. And also so, clearly like it's an emotional fucking conversation for we didn't even get into our experience with abortions. Like we just it there's so much not to say that we've had or have not had them. Like not in that way, but just like there's so much to unpack here and clearly we're so emotional about it. But here's what we had to say about it today. I hope that was helpful. I hope you smile today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Maybe Podcast every Monday. 